We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call our early week edition the Game Plan. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for downloading, subscribing. Uh, If you just found us, welcome. We try to bring you the best Sooner information with the best interviews and obviously have a lot of fun doing it. Also, uh, if you haven't yet spread the word, please do so. Share our episodes on social media. Go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, well, it's easy to do so at Soonersports.tv slash podcast or Through iTunes, you can search Sooner Radio Network, and that's where you'll find the Sooner Sports Podcast. We're going to try to head out before we get done today to, obviously, a very disappointing spot, Tallahassee, Florida, where the Sooners battled through the rain, they battled through the delay, and found themselves in a great spot heading into last night's game against Mississippi State. But the Bulldogs ended up pulling off the sweep. They beat Oklahoma on Sunday night, and then they beat them again today, and they ended the Sooner baseball season. We're going to try to get an update, maybe even hear the post-game interview with Skip Johnson and Toby Rowland before we get out of here on the game plan. But obviously, a lot of us still trying to come to grips with the fact that we are taping this today instead of calling a softball game because the Oklahoma Sooners are not in the Women's College World Series Championship Series. Oklahoma eliminated after they were beaten by Washington 3-0 on Elimination Sunday. They made the Final Four. It was uh, an incredible accomplishment after losing their first game of the Women's College World Series 2-0. And as you might imagine, it was emotional for head coach Patty Gasso afterwards. 
It's great pitching that we're facing. Um, every pitcher here, every team here has to have at least two superstar pitchers. And if you don't have that, you're probably not going to last very long. I think Washington is an outstanding team, and they beat us twice, flat out beat us. They earned everything that they got, no doubt, no doubt. Um, we just we just couldn't get our legs into things. But they're making great plays. Every time we got an opportunity, the right fielder is just killing us. <laughs> she was exceptional. So, I'm again, the fight this team had – to go through yesterday in the heat and get up and really, I mean, we believed we could do this. Um, and if you don't believe, you won't. So um, they had their mindset that they were going to play um, on Monday. And I appreciate that. That's why I love this team. That's why it hurts because two years straight, we have not had to feel this. So it's um, in a great way, but a weird way, an odd feeling to sit up here and feel emotional because our emotions were off the charts. Oh, my gosh, we just did this. So for if you can just kind of grasp the eliteness of this group to say, wow, we're in the final four, but it just isn't good enough because we've been there two years, that is something that's um, indescribable. This group, I don't know any other groups that have felt this. So um, it, it, it's been a great ride. So there'll be a lot of time to talk about what's next and what the future holds for Oklahoma Sooner softball. But Jessica Cootie joins us on the game plan. And Jess, just again, you know, an amazing atmosphere, incredible fight. But unfortunately, you were there on the front lines. You were there in the radio booth with us all weekend long. Sooners just just came up short. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy because um, I thought it was really cool. Um, Maggie Nichols and Bree Showers were at the game yesterday. And uh, they were had all kinds of face paint, and they were, you know, up cheering, supporting the team. I thought that was really cool to see. We we see it every year. Um, you know, we we've seen Baker Mayfield out there, and um, you know, going wild for the team. And and there's a lot of support between the athletes. But anyways, I thought that was really neat that they were there. And I went down there and was kind of talking um, with them, and you know, they were saying, oh, you know, just darn and and you know we were talking about it and I was like but you guys know it's so hard to repeat it, it's hard to win it at one time it's it's extremely challenging to go back to back and it's right. just dang near impossible to do it three times in a row and that's what they were talking about they're like yeah I mean it's just and then you have all this pressure you know and everybody wants to beat you and and so they they were you know kind of breaking it down even more and you know what you you know and you're aware of it but then when you hear somebody who is actually like won it kind of you know talking about how you know the pressure is unbelievable that people don't realize that that are, are on these teams and so you know i just and i think again it's it's the state of it that you kind of expect for this team to be in the finals every year and that's just you know Man, it's it's so hard to do. It's hard to do, and I mean that just goes to show you where this program's at. That you just, you know, you expect them to be be right there competing for a national title every single year. I'm glad you brought up because, in all reality, I was wondering who you were talking to with the face paint down by the fence because uh-huh. I I saw you during the post game show, and then. I went to try to catch whoever I could just to, you know, thank him and tell him how much I appreciated him. And you mentioned former athletes. Gabby Ortiz is over there giving yep. hugs. With, and I just, again, 
not to get too far removed from from softball and the incredible run, but Jess, you see this maybe more so than anyone else. Just that support across sports. I mean, from I saw Kenneth Murray and Jamani McNeese at games this year for Sooner softball. It just it it, it goes across the board. It does, and um, you know, and then you you on Twitter, you know, you've got all kinds of people. Um, Dimitri Flowers is tweeting, "Let's win another one. Time to three P." You know, it's everybody is just you know all eyes kind of on this team because. You know, they, they um, you know, are fun to watch, but then they, they win, they play the right way, and, and people people pay attention to this team. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty special to see just kind of the, the monster that has been built with this thing and, and the support that they get. And, and um, you know, it's, it's special. And um, I'm, I'm thankful that I've been able to kind of be a small little part of it and, and covering this team over the last few years and to be able to be a part of it. And that's the thing. I think it really started probably after um, they were runner up in that year. Um, you know, the, it was the rain delay. I think it was uh, Lauren's freshman year and uh, all that funky kind of stuff had happened. And, you know, everyone kind of, they had thought that they were on, on the run to win it. And then after they got runner up that year, it was like the next year this team's going to win the national title. And I feel like ever since then, it's kind of been that's been the expectation for the team. And yeah. you think about it, that was 2012. So that's seven seasons that this team has just been expected to be right there every single year. And, and it's, what other program can say that? Not many. Uh, very few. And I'll add this to it as well. Jess, I've I brought this up many times, but after Lauren and Shelby, uh, Georgia Casey, I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple of others. After they had graduated, everyone kind of thought, oh, well, they'll be in rebuilding mode for a while. And that freshman class led by Aaron Miller and Katie Self went out and won a title. And Paige Parker just found another level. I just they've always found a way has this class to wow me, even Whenever everyone kind of expected him to maybe even disappear for a little bit, they just continually found a way. There, this is a pretty amazing class. We're saying goodbye to. Yeah, I mean, I just Paige Parker is the goat. I mean, <laughs> she's just the goat. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, you, Patty said it best. I mean, you know, yeah, there's people that have strikeouts, and and you know, you look at the numbers, but how do you sit there and See what she's done on the stage for three years and not say she's the best to do it at that stage. I mean, she pitched two complete game shutouts on Saturday. Like against two good offenses. We we will never we we might never see that again, you know, and and just the way that she put this team on her back for three years and that one year where she pitched every single inning in route to a title. I mean, just what she's done is just, I don't, we might not ever see it again. And I just think maybe people, you know, you get caught up in, in um, maybe what the offense did and, and it somehow, I don't know how, but somehow it hasn't been talked enough about, I don't think just what she's done and, and how she's been able to do it. And, and, you know, I was talking to, with, um, Joe Castiglione after those two 
um, unbelievable performances, and that's what he said. You know, I, I don't. He was. He said she needs to be in the conversation of every single great pitcher that's played this sport. Like in the last twenty years, all those big names that you talk about, Paige Parker needs to be right there in that conversation. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, you start talking the the Lisa Fernandez of the world, and for Oklahoma fans, if you want to talk about Kaylani Ricketts, which, by the way, you want to see some incredible numbers. Look at the numbers that Kaylani Ricketts put up. It shows you just how great the pitching has been here at Oklahoma uh, over the last decade. So, Jess, I know we'll have time this summer where we start kind of looking ahead and we start thinking about next year, but... I mean, I, I can't – you brought it up with Paige Parker. I look at a Nicole Pinley and her story, and, and Coach talked about it, having to play in her sister's shadow, right? And that's a pretty long shadow, and she comes and creates her own identity with two championships. You know, Leah Wodak, someone who had a scratch and claw and get into the lineup, played left field, ended up starring, starting behind the plate. Kelsey Arnold was – basically a flex player she'd start at shortstop and wouldn't hit her freshman year uh, uh two years later she's the captain of this team and is a vocal leader uh, i mean Paige lowry someone who was about ready to give up on softball comes to oklahoma and finds an identity hannah sparks so shy but yet here she comes and maybe it wasn't on the field what she wanted but she creates this whole new identity of, of a very confident person. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see both on and off the field what this entire class has done. Yeah, and I thought what Coach Gasso was talking about in the press conference yesterday, you know, of that senior class, um, Paige Lowry obviously is going to play professionally for, for a while, but the rest of them are all going to coach. And she said that's, to me, the greatest compliment because you know, they, they're so impacted by kind of what we've done that they want to continue and help other people kind of, they want to impact people in the same way and kind of, you know, spread that. And so you think about Coach Gasso's coaching tree, and then you think about these five that are about to kind of enter into that and, and just their experiences. And then you, and like you talked about, just how um, you've seen them grow. You, I mean, I'm 100,000% positive that these are going to be some of the big names in college softball in the next few years that are leading teams back to the World Series, wherever they may be. You know, so you think about that coaching tree that's about to continue on with these these, um, these ladies that are about to go out into the world. I mean, I, I just think you're going to see some, some big things from them in that realm of coaching. And, I mean, that Shoot, Paige Parker's probably going to be the goat of coaching eventually. You know, I mean, she she's the goat of pitching. I mean, the way that she is as a person, like, and that's that's another thing that doesn't get talked about enough. Like, you know, I consider there's there's this like Lon Kruger level of of people that are like just the nicest people on the planet. Uh, Paige is in that category for me. You know, just being just one of the nicest, sweetest, kindest people. But what's crazy is that they're also like the most competitive people. So that's just such a rare type of human being that you're like the nicest person on the planet, but also the most competitive person on the planet. And I mean, that to me is Paige Parker and Lon Kruger on the same level in that in that aspect. Jesse, it was pretty cool because this weekend your intern for the summer, Sarah Miller, was with us, and uh, Sarah played her college ball at Kansas, but had never had an opportunity to even be inside USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium. So. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool to have her perspective all weekend long, didn't you? 
I did, you know, and, and um, there's just things that if you, you know, don't play it at a certain level, um, you know, a sport, there's just things that you don't know, you know, and so I think she was able to kind of add some perspective, and um, I thought was cool, too. I mean, obviously, we're kind of embedded with the team, and, and so we understand kind of the level of uh, specialness, I guess, um, with Oklahoma softball, but, like, she's, she's played against them for two years and you know she had um she had said um I get it now I understand <laughs> you know I mean she it's once you kind of and she, and she talked about going to the press conference and seeing how um how everyone was so genuinely just inspired by Paige Parker and the way that they were speaking of her and she was just like you know a lot of teams don't have that and 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 so I think she kind of understood it even on a level that she you know you see from afar but until you kind of get around it and you're in it like I don't know if you um really really fully grasp it and so she had she had texted Harley my cousin and said I understand it now I I get it I get why people want them to win I get why people love them so much I I understand it and and she said it's it's special and and it's a a something kind of rare that that not every team has that and that's another thing that Coach Gasso talked about is is how this team kind of handles. Look, they don't get along all the time. We're not, you know, nobody's saying that they do, but the way that they handle, you know, the the you know the disagreements and the way that they've handled the controversy, they've they've handled it um, so so well. And and again, that's that that's tip the hat to Coach Gasso, you know, and the and the culture that she's created, but. Um, yeah, I think it was kind of neat to hear and, and see someone who hadn't been a part of it at all be like, okay, I get it. And she's over there like clapping and cheering, you know, like, and, and so I thought it was kind of funny the way how, how on board she got so quickly. And I think that, again, is, is just a perfect example of, of this team and really just how special they are. And you kind of, when you're, you're in it and you're next to it day, you know, day in and day out, you kind of maybe forget that perspective, but then you see it right there, you know, how quickly, I mean, she's cheering and, you know, on the edge of her seat and, you know, all this kind of stuff. She, she wanted Oklahoma to win and she wanted to continue to follow this team. So I thought that was a neat perspective. I, I, you almost answered the question for me, uh, but I, I think it's something that in a lot of ways we take for granted and not just with softball, but with football and, uh, with Jim and with golf and with all the basketball, the incredibly successful programs, just just that uh, I hate to use this term because it's overused in the sports world, but that kind of it factor that they all have to where they have coaches that get it. They're not going to allow infighting or egos to become an issue. And they they just basically I can't think of a better way to put it, but just handle their business, check their egos at the door. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the culture that. You know, it starts at the top down, and, you know, I think good teams, that's what they do, and, and a lot of the coaches that you see, that's that kind of the, that's what they've implemented. And so, um, you know, it, you don't get along. You're together almost 24-7 yes. for how many months of the year, and a lot of these teams, you know, now in the summer, look, issues come up, but it's how you kind of, like, grow through those issues and get closer and kind of work through them is what kind of makes you a better team, and that's they handle it the right way and um so many so many kind of things that they handle the right way and then you know i i was had a chance to talk with um um sydney a little bit after the game and and her mom was there and you know 
she obviously didn't have the postseason that she wanted, but then you think about kind of what she's done off the field, and that's kind of what's going to, people are going to remember in 10 years. They're not going to remember that she didn't have the numbers that she wanted during the postseason. You know, in the last these last couple of weeks, they're not, she's not going to remember that. I don't even remember what her staff were at this point, but, you know, it's, it's the impact that she's had off the field and the people's lives that she's changed and, and the people that have looked to her and, you know, she's gone to take a picture with them or they followed her on social media and, you know, just even just seeing her post about things, um, you know, have been, been such a big impact. And, you know, to me, that's, that's I, I cover these teams, every team at OU, and to me what always I remember the most are the people that they are when they're not playing and they're not competing. And so that's, that's what I think, again, that with this team is um, – is really how they are people off the field and, and, you know, getting to do that KN story and, and how Sydney's gone above and beyond with that family and how close that they've gotten and, and the impact that she's made on them. You know, this, it's those stories too, that, that you really kind of want to remember in this, in a season like this as well. Which by the way, uh, her mom was one of the first people that uh, put a message out there about how much Sydney had meant to their family and to, uh, keeping the the memory of of Kelsey alive. I thought that was really cool to see on social media yesterday. Jess, I'll let you go on this, and I I, I think we'll have a lot of time to talk about it as the summer progresses. And, you know, we'll shift our focus. We'll get into football and, and other things during the summer months. But I can't help but get excited about this senior class and its return. I know that it's impossible to try to replace someone like Paige Parker, but I think about Shea Knighton having an offseason to get healthy, Sid Romero to be uh, driven, to want to get back to this point, Kaylee Clifton, I mean, uh, Fallway, Nicole Mendez. Nicole's obviously not going to be a senior, but uh, and then even Jocelyn to see what Act 2 is going to be as a sophomore. I mean, this is – this is a team that's going to look incredibly different next year, but I don't think they're going to skip a beat. Well, then, and, and in this the number one recruiting class yeah. in the country coming in this year? <laughs> yes, and the number one recruiting class in the country. So I couldn't remember if that was this year or the next year, but the, either way, I'm pretty sure that they're in the top five the next couple of years. So I didn't know for sure if it was this one. But, yeah, so then you, you talk about having – some of the best in the country come in and we saw what Jocelyn did this year as a freshman you know you never know like what freshman is is going to be added that's going to be able to kind of do maybe again what Jocelyn did so um yeah I mean I I think again you continue to look at this program as going to be one of the you know the the ones that are, are probably one of the favorites going into next season and and it's the empire that's been built with Oklahoma softball and so I'm excited to you know, yeah, Shay, Shay's going to get healthy and, uh, you know, have have a season to kind of get back to uh, feeling, feeling good when she steps on the field and, and Sydney and, and everybody. I think you're going to see a class that will come out on a mission because they had never felt this way. That's what's crazy to think right. about. Like Sydney Romero and Kaylee Clifton had never felt the disappointment of not winning a national title at the end of their college season. Like, who can say that? So, you know, they're going to – this was hurtful to them, and this is how most people – most people feel this way, you know? So, you know, they're going to use that as motivation, and they'll come back on a mission. I guarantee you that. Thanks so much to Jess for joining us. And, again, we'll have much more from the season that was for the Oklahoma Sooners coming up on the tailgate this week. We've reached out to 
OU softball SID, Andy Bean. Andy is great. She does an incredible job and did a great job at the Women's College World Series this year. Uh, reached out to Andy, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to hear from maybe JT or Coach Lombardi before our, our – well, actually for our podcast on Friday. So, again, a tough out, a tough in for the Oklahoma Sooners, but for this senior class – Two national championships, three trips to the Women's College World Series, something pretty special, and you can't help but get excited about for this, can't help but get excited for this team in 2019. All right, so from softball to baseball, it was a tough end for the Oklahoma Sooners after falling to Mississippi State on Sunday night. They still had another opportunity, but the Bulldogs were just too much. Mississippi State eliminates Oklahoma from the postseason by beating the Sooners today 8-1. to Toby Rowland caught up with head coach Skip Johnson afterwards to recap not only this uh, incredibly challenging weekend, but this incredibly challenging season. Coach just couldn't get the bats going today. No, our offense kind of struggled a little bit. They uh, um, used the outer part of the plate, and we didn't adjust as we went through the uh, the lineup. We had a chance there in uh, uh, the second inning, executed, and uh, uh, just didn't get the big hit. I thought Levi Prater was really good for you today in his first appearance back. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, fourth inning, uh, 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 guy had a really good at bat going and uh, gave up a single to the left. Kind of lost it for a minute, regathered it, and made a really big pitch to get out of that inning. Coach, I know it's a little early to be kind of taking a big picture, but what do you think about this team? I mean, the, the guts that they showed here late in the season with Steele and Kyler out of the lineup, you got to be proud of them. Well, you, I mean, it's, that's, that's what's awesome about the University of Oklahoma. It's about attitude and uh, uh, talent is is uh, never enough i mean selflessness is and and those guys coming off the bench and what they've done with their attitude is very important to the university and it's very important to our baseball team and that's what we represent and that's a culture we want to build the selflessness and uh, uh good teamwork and that was uh that was a uh, uh, good representative of, of uh, a power of selflessness and attitude late in the year Coach, congratulations on a great first season. Thank you so much for taking us on this ride. I know it's a sad dugout right now, but it's been quite a year. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there's Skip Johnson. And we'll have much more from the Sooners' disappointment in Tallahassee coming up on this Friday edition of the tailgate. But there's the game plan. Obviously heartbroken to see the Sooner softball team head in as a four seed, feeling pretty good and, and get beat in your first game. The two shutout wins on Saturday where Paige Parker was just untouchable and you had this momentum going into Sunday. But every time it seemed as if the Sooners got some momentum against Washington, there was a controversial play in right field that ended up ending it for the Sooners. So tough, tough, tough out for the OU softball team. And obviously the disappointment for the OU baseball team. But think about going into the Big 12 tournament and playing without your two best offensive talents in Steel Walker and Kyler Murray getting dinged up. And then you lose Levi Prater, who had been not only your most consistent arm out of the pin, but had really developed into a solid starting pitcher for this team. Levi came back and gave it a go today, but a pretty incredible run for Skip Johnson and this crew. And 
boy, what a great career for Kyle Mindenhall and Devin Perez. I know Devin's senior year probably didn't go as he wanted, but for Kyle Mindenhall, a guy who came in out of Carlsbad, California, some people thought just a defensive guy, and over the last couple of years, you've seen him develop this incredible bat, this incredible pop at the plate, just an amazing Sooner, and we'll have much more on his career and this future of this Sooner baseball team coming up on the tailgate. So everyone have a great week, obviously. All the sports are done. We are finished up. So we'll kind of put a bow tie on everything coming up on the tailgate on Friday. So thanks for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. And until Friday's edition of the tailgate, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.